Hello and welcome back to the Go For Two podcast. This is our week 18 review. I'm Liam, your host, and as always, I'm joined by my fellow playoff co-host, Patrick. Patrick, mate, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Incredibly uh, tired after a very exciting night last night. I stayed up later than normal, which is not like me, <laughs> so it must have been good. <laughs> I was going to say, that's rare, so it must be a good week 18 <laughs> if that's going to happen, isn't it? Definitely. What are your thoughts then, uh, first week 18 ever? Um, I know this could happen, obviously, in week 17, but probably one of the most exciting days. I know Saturday was a bit of a dud, but that's why they moved those games to Saturday, wasn't it? But Sunday was probably one of the most exciting days of the season, if not the most exciting. It has to, it has to be the most exciting day of the season, to be honest. And it doesn't really usually work out like that, does it? To be honest, when no. I think back over past week 17, they've always had maybe one or two games, but there was like more than a handful here that were important and exciting which you can't ask for any more than that can you no i did think uh saturday pretty much felt exactly like i thought week 18 would be and then sunday just was incredible we're, we're going to talk about a lot of the games but my expectations were, were quite mid- middling i guess because most of the permutations we thought were decided but loads of things went down and uh, there's been lots of change so plan for today we'll go through the picks for the weekend quickly uh, then we'll do a bit of a recap of the main games we're only going to talk about i think it's five games um that kind of meant quite a lot to the playoff picture then we'll go through the playoff schedule for next weekend that's now booked in and then we're going to end with some black monday discussion as uh, a lot of head coaches and gms have already lost their job and maybe might lose their job whilst we're recording so uh, in terms of picks mate you won again two weeks in a row it's your first back-to-back winning weekends uh you won 10-9 and uh, sunday night football clinched it for you uh scores on the doors are 151 to 131 so you're only down 20 <laughs> but we'll uh, we'll carry on picking for the playoffs and maybe i'll let you start nil nil for the playoffs we'll see how generous i feel but uh good weekend for you and picks in terms of the recap we'll start with sunday night football the game that clinched it for you charges at the Raiders, uh, tie the tie gate, as this was called before the game. They nearly did tie. Uh, why don't we talk about overtime first? What were your thoughts on how the game actually ended? Uh, well, I mean, it's a double, kind of two sides to the story, really, isn't it? Because obviously there's the timeout that everyone's arguing over, but there's also, like, what I found quite, um, quite amusing is it wasn't so much UK fans that were still awake. It was all the US Steelers fans were saying, this is rigged. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It? I'd be so happen. nervous. I'd be so nervous if I was a Steelers fan. My God. Yeah. I, in the end, uh, I thought the Raiders kind of just about did enough. But Justin Herbert, mate, on fourth downs was absolutely insane. Just the conversions just tough throws in tight windows I, I really thought that when they kept spiraling like that they kept fourth down conversion fourth down conversion i did think they would eke it out but mate the raiders just kept plugging away and maybe a bit fortuitous that they kind of got the time out and then the decision was kind of made for them to kick it i think they were i'm not sure i mean do you think they were set up and happy to tie i'm not sure i think they were going to run another run play weren't they while the charges weren't set to get a little bit closer. Yeah, I think they were happy for the tie, but they were going to run a run, and if it got the first down, they'd be in field goal range, if that makes sense. Like, they weren't going to kneel and risk anything stupid happening, but I just think they thought, right, let's run the ball. If we get a first down, we can kick a field goal. If we don't, we can just run again, and the, clock, the game's dead. Do you know what I mean? There was kind of 
a, a kind of win-win scenario for the Raiders. I don't think that the timeout changed it for me. I just think it meant them have a better chance to draw up a run play and uh, Josh Jacobs managed to get the first down and that got them in field goal range. And for me, they probably got the third best kicker in the NFL. I don't think I've ever seen him miss a kick. I know that kick wasn't exactly incredibly hard due to weather and stuff, but I'd, he's won them four games now, three in overtime, just for a last-minute field goal. So I think he's been one of their MVPs of the season, as weird as that sounds, for a team that were dead and buried a few weeks ago and now come back to make the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you got to say that also Carr was pretty clutch. I mean, didn't make any terrible mistakes, did he? But Josh Jacobs has turned up at the right time of the season. And he's injured as well, apparently. It really is. Oh, that's, that would be a real shame for them if he is. But big, well, no, big... as in he played that game injured. They said he wasn't fit enough to play, but he wanted to play and he got some incredible third down runs in that game. Yeah, he did 132 yards on 5.1 average. So he really kind of turned up there. And I thought Chargers did a good job on Hunter Renfro, actually, while he was there, apart from the two TDs, of course, but he only got... 13 yards but overall it was such a close game on a knife edge as a neutral I am slightly disappointed that Herbert and the Chargers have not made the playoffs but you can't have the season that they've had and still make the playoffs mate they got beat by the Texans a couple of weeks ago and (laughs) And the Broncos and the Raiders divisional game divisional games matter don't they exactly yeah beat by the Chiefs in overtime as well few weeks back when they maybe should have had that game so yeah it all floats out and they've they've kind of not made it it's you kind of want to say that the Chargers may be better than a couple of teams that's made the playoffs but unfortunately nine and eight it's not good enough in the AFC so that's that really yeah when we go through next week's schedule I do agree I think we'll we'll talk about it but the AFC teams are going to be very happy with how it ended up because I think there's a couple of teams in there that maybe aren't as strong as others. And I think not having a QB like Justin Herbert in the, the playoffs is terrible for the neutral, good for AFC fans and probably quite heartbreaking for the Chargers. I know there's going to be loads more seasons ahead, but he's got a losing record, hasn't he, now as a uh, still as a starter. Do you know what I mean? No playoff appearance. I know that doesn't mean a lot, but when you play as well as he's played for two years, it's very rare in a QB-driven league to not have slightly more success. I'm not talking about Super Bowl, but a playoff appearance, you know what I mean, in a couple of 10-win seasons. But they've really struggled on the edges to, to, to kind of make the roster up. But um, in terms of this game, before the before before the Raiders did have this drive, that I agree with you, I don't think the timeout meant as much as people thought it did. Um, the whole game was crazy, mate. Justin Herbert made five, fourth and ten or more plays. Uh, they converted on eight out of nine fourth down attempts. Uh and it was probably the best game of the season, I think, prior to that last drive. The absolutely ridiculous amount of fourth downs that they converted. It was just, that's what, as I was like watching, I just thought, they're going to win. You can't keep converting this and not win. It's got to be backbreaking for the Raiders' defence. And just, you know, you sat on the sideline, as like Derek Carr sat on the sideline, must be exhaling each time that they kind of complete one of these fourth and tens. But, yeah, the Raiders plugged with it. It's got to be, and I don't think neither me nor you saw this coming when Gruden was kind of kicking off and yeah, and the Henry Ruggs thing has happened and, you know, just to make the playoffs as the fifth seed, unbelievably, the Raiders <laughs> are the fifth seed. I know. 
It's crazy. And they had another DUI last weekend from starting corner. Um, yeah, they Hobbs did. Hobbs yeah. as well. Like, do you know what I mean? It's never ending this season, but yeah, the way they rallied. And a bit of a, it's something we don't talk about very often, but they're a brand new team in terms of location, being in Vegas. I thought the home atmosphere was incredible. It was good against the Chiefs. And I kind of know it's always good against the Chiefs, but the charge is not so much because it's not going to be an away following. But I thought the atmosphere was so loud in that stadium yesterday. So, you know, the fans have really travelled from Oakland over to Vegas for this team. Yeah, yeah, they really haven't. I mean, they've always been incredibly loyal, haven't they, the Raiders fans? So. But yeah, good win. Um, it's going to be very hard if they win a playoff game to fire fire uh, the current coach, who's just was the special teams coordinator, isn't it? I think that is a tough thing to do. If you go into the Beng- go into Cincinnati now, win. I just don't know how you fire. It. I just don't know how you don't give him the job. Like I, you shouldn't give him the job in terms of there's better coaches out there. But it's hard in this industry the way the football is. I think they would just end up giving him the job because it's just too difficult, isn't it, to, to not? I think, but. Um, I- like I've seen a couple of things this weekend. I think they're going to want to go kind of big name, aren't yeah, they? Harbour. <laughs> yeah, Harbour. Seems, yeah. seems to be one. But hell of a win, 35-32. Got themselves in the playoffs. Chargers knocked out. I don't know where the Chargers ended up finishing. Did they finish in the one seed out? Were they nine seed? I'm not sure. But they uh, yeah, they were the one seed out, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So couldn't quite get it done. Uh, good season for Justin Herbert. A lot of cap space for next year. A head coach that everyone either loves or hates. <laughs> I think he is very much Marmite, isn't he, on Twitter. But, um, yeah, I enjoy him as a head coach. But I think we're going to see a lot of decisions made by him. However long he coaches the Chargers, they're going to cause Twitter to go crazy, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, moving on then from uh, from that game, which probably was the best game of the day. The best game in the slate before, the 9 o'clock slate. Uh, 49ers at Rams. Another overtime game. Another two teams that got themselves right. If a tie, would have made, they would have made the playoffs. Both of them would have made the playoffs the way the results went for them. But also, they didn't go out to a tie. 49ers came down and won. What were your thoughts on this game? Because it finished, what, 27-24. Rams got out to a 17-0 lead. But 49ers again come back, beat McVay. Six games in a row now they've beaten him. I think that third quarter, the 49ers third quarter, might be some of the best I've seen any team put together this season that was genuinely impressive even when the obviously they got the was down what 17-3 at half time even when they made it 17 to 10 it felt like I don't like the word momentum but it just feel like the whole game had shifted even though the Rams still got a seven point lead then they kind of got like a quick kind of three and out and then the Niners just came roaring back. Yeah, I just thought they were incredibly impressive in the second half and just spreading the ball around on offense a lot. And Brandon Ayuk has really, really showed up in the last kind of month of the season. It's a, it's a dangerous team. Yeah, this was another great game. Yeah, it was really good. I don't know if you've seen the clip going around about, uh, I can't remember who scored now. Oh, it was Tyler Higby that scored. Um, Sean McVay runs to the end zone. Again, yeah. like he's done before. It's absolutely nuts. Just to lose an overtime and for Carl Shanahan to beat him again. He's actually never beaten Carl Shanahan. Uh, and McVeigh employed him at Washington. So I just find it funny that uh, he, there's that famous video going around. Him going nuts. Looks like the 49ers are going to be out of the playoffs because of the Saints victory. But they come back. Debo Samuel's incredible. Did you see the, the touchdown pass he threw? I did, it was, yeah. It was awesome. It was the, 
It was the only pass of the whole drive, wasn't it? Jimmy G didn't throw a single pass on the drive, and then Debo comes out, who's played running back, fullback, tight end, wide receiver, and then decided to play some QB. Yeah, it's just they've got a lot of weapons of 49ers. It's like obviously when they lost to the Titans, I felt like the air had come out of them a little bit, but it's seems to be right there again. It's a dangerous team gonna be in the wild card round. Very dangerous. What are your thoughts on the Rams in this game? Obviously, the, they could have been the two seed. They had the division one if they'd have won this. They end up falling all the way to the they're the five seed, aren't they? Yeah, the fall to the five seed. Fourth, obviously. No, fourth seed. Oh no, oh, no, fourth seed. They still won the division because the Seahawks won. Stafford threw another two picks, which I think is something like 11 picks uh, in his last six games. Uh, I know it's definitely nine picks in the last four games. But what are your thoughts on them? Because they started so well. But again, that middle period of the game kind of end of the second, start of the third quarter, seem, they seem to really struggle to generate any good offence. Yeah, just from the second half onwards, really, they just weren't that good. They were really impressive, kind of like how you'd expect the Rams to be in the first half. I know perhaps they would have uh, preferred to have put more points up, to be honest with you. There were chances, especially in the first quarter, but obviously Cam Akers came back, didn't he? I mean, really had a few kind of snaps. He got a few couple of receptions, didn't he? But overall, I would say on the Rams, I think they've got the perfect... They're lucky in the way that they've fallen to the fourth seed, but they've got the perfect opponent in the wild card, in the Cardinals. I think... I don't think they would have liked to have seen the 49ers again. So No, they, they had to tie to get the 49ers, and if they'd have won... They would have played the Saints, though. That's the one that they no, they'd play, Yeah, they would have played the Saints, yeah. That's a bye. That's basically a bye week for me with uh, Trevor Simeon back at quarterback after Taysom Hill going injured. But yeah, it's not too bad for them. I do think it's always tough to go into a playoff game where you've got the worst QB. And I honestly do believe they've got the worst QB. Um, head coach advantage is there, but I do think Kyler has got a good chance. But we'll talk about those games. Um, but yeah, strange one. Good win for the 49ers. Did you hear how loud the stadium was, by the way? Everyone talks about the Chargers having no fans at home, but God, the 49ers fans kind of must have been 80%, it felt like, in that stadium. Yeah, very well-travelled historical franchise, aren't they? It's Yeah, it was good. And it sets up a, uh, a rematch of how many NFC Championship games from back in the day? The Cowboys 49ers, like that's oh, mate, be... what a, that's a proper yeah. historic game, yeah. It's... That's yeah, that that is an incredible game, fair play. I think, I think Sunday, next Sunday, you're gonna have the highest viewing figures ever, uh, this season in the NFL with some of the players and the, the teams that are playing, but yeah, we'll see. But yeah, good win for the 49ers, winning their in, they managed to get it done, which was good. Uh, that leads on to the next game earlier in the day, but kind of meant. Uh, it was quite important in terms of the, what happened in the later games. Colts at Jags. Um, a game I think a lot of people would have had in their survivor pool for the Colts to win. Uh, a lot of people would have bet on this game as well. It was a big spread. You actually picked the, the Jags, by the way. and It's one of your wins for the week. Uh, Jags beat the Colts 26-11. But because of other results, they retained the first pick in the draft and still get another win. And Trevor Lawrence's best game as a Jag. And Carson Wentz's worst day as a Colts player. So, what are your thoughts on this game? There's a million ways you can look at it, I guess. Mate, it was a it was an absolute gripping game, which you don't often say, do you, about any Jags game <laughs> at no. all? Or, or AFC beat, South or, game? No, any AFC South game. But even when they beat the Bills, it was like 
not particularly exciting. It was a really, really bad game. But this was actually a really great performance from the Jags all around. I'm so glad that Trevor Lawrence actually got a good game in before the season ended, <laughs> which, which was quite nice. But the Jags looked great on defence as well. It was... I don't know whether that was combined on to Carson Wentz, because Jonathan Taylor only ran 15 times, which seems a criminal game plan. Because I know when you the old story is when you're down big in the NFL, you have to pass your way out. But it is still the Jags. They're only going to put up so many points on you, aren't they? So I thought Taylor should have got more than 15 touches on the ground and... But overall, I mean, what a gripping... You couldn't have asked for any more as, like, a neutral fan. You couldn't have asked for more out of Jacksonville than to try and create some drama. And that's absolutely what they did. But poor old Carson Wentz, that trade now looks magnificent for the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, I did tag you, didn't I, actually? And uh, I don't yeah. know, I, can't, I haven't got the haven't got the notification up, but it was about the trade, and it was like they saved $103 million worth of cap space. The Eagles, they got a first-round pick. Uh, what did they, they get a second-round pick as well? Or first and the third, and they used the third to move, to move forget to Devonta Smith. So, And the Eagles were in the playoffs, so it's yeah, yeah. worked out <laughs> masterfully, really. And the Colts pick gets better because, obviously, they didn't make the playoffs, so it's slightly yeah. less than, than it would have been. So perfect for... For the Eagles, but yeah, he ended the game. I think he got sacked six times. Um, that's the part that impressed me the most about the defense. I know they had a couple of banged up players on the O line, but still one of the best O lines in the league. And you got six sacks off them for a team in Jacksonville that don't generate the greatest pass rush. I thought that was pretty impressive. Uh, Trevor Lawrence was good. I think his first drive was 80 yards nearly for a touchdown, um, which is a clinical drive, really good. It's definitely the best drive he's had in the NFL. But yeah, Carson Wentz ended with. Getting sacked six times. I can't remember how many interceptions he had. He only threw one interception, um, and then one fumble as well that he that they lost, and then one fumble that he recovered. So definitely the worst day for him. Colts, a team that people said no one wants to see in the playoffs, and now no one's going to see them in the playoffs. So where do they go from here? Obviously, Carson Wentz is under contract for next year. Do they just go again? Yeah, I think you have to kind of go again and see what you can pick up, maybe in free agency or whatever they're cap is looking like because obviously they've not got the first round pick so you just have to retool and go again don't you? You've got no real choice there. Now to me, as a Colts fan yeah I am worried because I've got Wentz but then on the flip side of it the best team in my division is Tennessee and I don't think that they're that great so Yeah, they're old as well aren't they? Yeah, and if I can have a slight improvement on my record as a like if I'm the Colts, then maybe if I can get to 10 wins next season, you got to think that you fight for the division with 10 wins. So I'm not completely worried, but I, I'm obviously worried about the most important position. So yeah. we'll see what happens there. We said that all year that he'd be there down for. I thought he'd be in the playoffs, but it came in it came in week 18. And uh, what a perfect win for the Jags. Like you said, QB looks good. You keep the first pick in the draft, which is important. I know the first, second pick is very debatable this year. It's just going to be two edge rushers and kind of take who you fancy more. But, um, yeah, still get the first pick in the draft, win the game, knock your opponent out of the playoffs, divisional rival. Uh, and Daryl Bevel, who was their interim head coach, is also best friends with Mike Tomlin. So I think it's just a perfect day, I think, for, for Jags fans and uh, for the Jags coaching staff. That leads us on to this game. But 
the next game. By the Jags winning, it basically meant the Steelers and the Ravens could both still get in the playoffs, two things that people thought were not going to happen. Um, the Ravens did need a couple more things. I think they needed the Dolphins to win, which actually happened. And then I think they actually might have needed the Raiders to win. So the Ravens actually would have been in. Um, however, the Steelers end up winning. Big Ben in overtime. Uh, managed to get themselves into the playoffs after a crazy, crazy year. This game wasn't great. It was a very typical AFC North Steelers game. But uh, they get themselves in the playoffs and uh, they nearly tied as well at the end. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah. Get the big field goal. But I think for me on the Ravens is Tyler Huntley for the first time really looked like a backup in the passing game. I think he really struggled. He was less than 50%, two interceptions, and it just kind of couldn't get anything going. On the ground, they were incredible. I think Latavius Murray was like over 150 yards, something ridiculous like that. But it's just... Yeah, Huntley was not great overall. And looking back over the Ravens season, it kind of feels like what could have been because they were eight and three and finished eight and nine. It's absolutely mental. It's mental, isn't it? Absolutely crazy. That whole division's crazy, I think, still. I know we've said that loads, haven't we? But it just seems to get crazier every week. <clears throat> yeah, it really does, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I'm not convinced that the Bengals fully healthy are better than the Ravens fully healthy but that's not how it works is it so it's <laughs> no. kind of the Ravens have got a losing record which is absolutely unbelievable to say and never saw that coming but yeah um, if I'm the Ravens I'm not too worried about the future but this game in, I, I just felt like I texted you didn't I I was just like Big Ben's definitely coming he's got one more running <laughs> <laughs> I feel like his last game in the NFL was about four weeks ago and it's just yeah. been a non-stop like <laughs> so goodbye good. yeah and then like la- there was a chance last night with the tie that we all spoke about that was the only way that Steelers won this game the only way they didn't go to playoffs was with a tie it looked like there was a chance of a tie it was going to happen and then the Raiders kicked field goal with two seconds left you know what I mean like the Steelers like felt like they were dead at times in this game come back managed to win the game give themselves a chance then they felt like they're dead because of a tie and the Raiders decided to kick a field goal two seconds ago, make the field goal. It wasn't an easy field goal. I think it was 50 yards or 40-something 40, 40 yards. Um, and the Steelers just live again. Do you know what I mean? It's like Big Ben's like this zombie quarterback. It's, it's never going to go away. Uh, and he gets himself a seven seed and a nice trip to uh, trip to Arrowhead. But we'll talk about the, the playoffs a bit in a minute. But, yeah, good win. I agree with you on the Ravens. I think it means absolutely nothing to them. Uh, I do think there's a chance they can move on from their OC D or DC or both because a lot of talk from Ravens fans and, and, and local media is a lot about the scheme. I know the defence gets torched a lot when it blitzes and they keep blitzing even though the personnel is pretty poor. However, the offence with the lack of passing game that just really hasn't je- hasn't improved Like in terms of the, the scheme itself is very, very basic. Even when Lamar was playing, when, when he was still healthy, we had that podcast after lost, lost, lost the Dolphins and we were saying he looks like a different quarterback from the first four weeks. He, do you know what I mean? He was leading the league in a lot of passer, not yards, but statistics like EPA per play and third down passing. Him and Mahomes were up there for that. And then since then, it kind of went downhill. Then he got injured and he got worse. So I do think there's a chance they could fire maybe the OC or the DC. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with you on there because just didn't look right, like you said, did it, after the kind of first month of the season. There's some kind of strange losses. They got, they got blown out by a couple of teams, didn't they? So 
Yeah, yeah, they did. If they'd have won that Miami game, they'd have been basically a lock for the first seed, it felt like, at the time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, uh, good win for the uh, for the Steelers. And uh, we'll see Big Ben next weekend on, on Wild Card Weekend. Last game then, uh, it didn't really mean as much, but Titans at Texans, uh, Titans did win. Uh, they were 21 nil up, and Davis Mills brings it all the way back to a three-point game, but the Titans end up clinching. Uh, this just meant they got the one seed, and it was kind of important because the Texans uh, did show a bit of fight, but the Titans ended up getting the one seed that we kind of did predict. Um, I know we both end up saying leaning towards the Chiefs, but uh, about eight weeks ago, we said the Titans were locked for the one seed if they just win the games they should, and they did win the game they should. Yeah, that was it. I mean, this game... At 21-0, I had no right to be as exciting as it was, but the Texans just kind of get... It's funny how kind of pressure works, isn't it? Because I do think that that bye week was so, so important to Tennessee. Probably out of all of the teams, the Titans feel like they needed it the most to try and get healthy, especially Henry back healthy. So now, I mean, you're looking at it the way it goes... They're probably going to be looking at the Bengals at home, and they would take that in the divisional round, absolutely. So, yeah, good good win for the Titans. Eked it out in the end. It was looking a little bit hairy for them at one point, but Tannehill was pretty good. Four touchdown passes, nearly 300 yards. So, yeah, we'll see about Derrick Henry in maybe two weeks or so. Yeah, We'll see how healthy he is. Um, and the only options for them in total are the Steelers. They can only play the Steelers, Raiders or Bengals, can't they, with how it works. So I think if you'd have told them that as a as a one seed when it could have been the Chargers, do you know what I mean? I think, oh no, they could play the Patriots, couldn't they? Yeah, um, that's, yeah. Yeah, I do think that um, they'd bite your hand off and no, no Lamar Jackson, no Justin Herbert. Obviously, no Patrick Mahomes when they were struggling for a period of time. No Josh Allen, who were down at seven seed only three weeks ago. Um, I think it, it, it's been a result for for the Titans there for sure, and they are the one seed and get a nice buy to to get Derek Henry healthy. Um, cool. We're not going to talk about any other games. There's loads of things we could talk about. We could talk about um, <laughs> Zimmer coaching the worst game ever, and then uh, a 38 year old corner getting a pick to seal the game. We could talk about a QB sneak, a second and nine from your own five, which is disgusting. <laughs> but we're going to save that talk for another time. So let's move on to the wild card weekend. We have a schedule, mate. Uh, if we were wrong, didn't we both think that the Eagles would be there? We both thought the Eagles would be the early game on the Saturday, didn't we, right? Yeah, but I think then when you have to factor in Tom Brady into that equation, there's no way that you can put him on the, <laughs> on the early game on a Saturday, can you? So... <laughs> No, I think he was last year though. That was against Taylor Heineke, so yeah. that was uh, that was different. So in terms of schedule, Saturday we have this is uh, kickoffs in our time, nine thirty-five. We have the the Raiders at the Bengals. Uh, then the one fifteen game we have your favourite matchup in the entire world, Patriots at Bills Part Three, which you absolutely love. So happy. Then, su- out like that. <laughs> then Sunday six p.m. This is going to be the game that you're uh, you're terrified for. Eagles and Bucks, a bit of a free hit, but you have got a chance to win. Uh, 9.30 then is the game we said earlier, 49ers at the Cowboys. Two of the most historic, if not the most historic, franchises in the NFL. Um, incredible game. 
Then we have the Steelers at the Chiefs, the Sunday Night Football, which is very annoying for me <laughs> in terms of a late kickoff for that game just because of the fan base size, isn't it, really? That's the only reason you put those two teams on late. Then Monday night, which is still annoying that we have Monday night, but we're going to have it. It's going to be Cardinals at Rams. So what kind of um, what jumps out to you there? Obviously, two divisional games again, isn't it, in the, in the wild card round? Yeah, two great divisional games. I think, obviously, what jumps out the most is probably two franchises that will be absolutely ecstatic to be in the divisional round, and that's the Bengals or the Raiders. I mean, what an achievement it is for either of those teams to actually get there. If it's Bengals, what a development from Burrow in his second year, especially with the coach. I mean, I can't even think about what his record was before this season, but it was not good. I think he won about seven games or something in two years. So got that, then he got the Raiders bouncing back. For me, that is a... The schedule's worked out great. I'm really happy that one of those teams is going to get to go in the divisional round. Apart from that, it's got to be the Cowboys and 49ers. I was shocked that wasn't Sunday night football, to be honest. Yeah, I, really, really shocked. We had two massive franchises, massive fan bases. I'm not going to complain at all about watching that game. So I'm interested to see the spread on that. Uh, this is where kind of like your heart takes over your head, isn't it? And just keep thinking about Carl Shanahan ramming it down the Cowboys' faces. But we'll, we'll see what happens <laughs> next week. <laughs> just cost us that. I honestly, like the Eagles for me, have got the, um, the, the most winnable matchup that they could have had. Didn't want to play the Cowboys. I don't want to buddy divisional rival game in the wild card round and they can lord it over again but didn't want the Rams think their offence a little bit too high powered Buccaneers, a lot of injuries I don't expect the Eagles to win but this feels like a a nice free hit to go along with three first round draft picks for a young offence and first year head coach so yeah good slate overall I like the fact I get to root for your team to win because I want you to be happy, but also for Tom Brady to lose. That is a ideal position to be in uh, for the podcast, I think. Um, but also, if you look at it from a Chiefs and Buccaneers perspective, the two favourites to win the Super Bowl before the season, I think they're actually favourites now. Again, I know Packers are favourite. Um, both end up getting the two seed, and they get to play the Eagles and the Steelers in the first round. Obviously, they'd have wanted to buy, but in terms of how the playoffs have shook out, that's the best possible position, isn't it, to be as two two seeds, I think. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You you could not complain about, it. especially from, I would say, especially from the Buccaneers' point of view, because you've got to, you've avoided, you can only go to Lambeau in the NFC Championship game which is great. Even the next round is most likely going to be the kind of the Cowboys or the Rams. So it's great for the Buccaneers. The Chiefs are looking at the Bills, which is an, a wild divisional game, isn't it? So, Yeah, well, all the Titans and Chiefs are actually looking at the Raiders, Bengals or Patriots, which is, do you know what I mean, compared to Justin Herbert or Josh Allen, if it ends up, if the, if the, if the Patriots somehow win and you're the Titans or the Chiefs and you're looking at uh, you're basically looking at an option between Zach Saylor and a, and a second-year 
quarterback who is very, very good um, and a pretty poor defence. And then you've got the option of playing Mac Jones, rookie QB, um, all the Steelers, if they win, the Titans can play the Steelers. I mean, like the options, if the Bills don't win, they're pretty nice for the Chiefs and the Titans as well, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, the Bills sh- should win. They're going to be favourites, etc. But it's Bill Belichick, isn't it? So it's, it's going to be fun. There's, there's some real good permutations. But uh, what we'll do now is we'll go through the spreads, actually. And we're going to get you to uh, guess the spreads because we're ahead on time. See how close we get. And we won't pick them now. We'll do that at the end of the week. We'll go through... Uh, in the second episode of the week, we'll go through every game, uh, offense and defense for each team. So a bit more analysis than we normally do on a preview show. We'll pick the game spread. We'll pick the game winner. Maybe we'll even throw in a cheeky touchdown scorer for the game as well. But uh, let's just guess the spread. So we go in order. Raiders at Bengals Saturday. What do you think the spread should be, in your opinion? I'll tell you what it is. I'm going to go Bengals 4.5 favorites. Yeah, Bengals are favoured. They're favoured by 6.5. 6.5, wow. So just under the touchdown. I do reckon Joe Burrow's quite a favourite with the fans, isn't he? So there's a chance that could get to seven, I reckon, if people bet yeah, the Bengals. Yeah, absolutely. I think people are going to be pumping on the Bengals there. Give me the Raiders. I'd take Raiders at seven if it gets there, I tell you. <laughs> I'll take Raiders at seven. Uh, next game then, Bills versus Patriots. Obviously, it's in Buffalo. Uh, they absolutely trounced them, didn't they, a couple of weeks ago? And then the, the, the game before that was the weather game. So what do you think the spread will be here um, in Buffalo? I'll go Bills favoured by five. Yeah, they're favoured by four and a half, so nearly Ooh. five, yeah. Very similar, yeah. That's about right, I think, isn't it, that one, with a good defence for the Patriots? I think so, yeah. It would be interesting if the Patriots had ended the season a little better to see yeah, what yeah. happened there, but yeah. Yeah, I agree. So that's also the lowest points total of the week as well for, for Wild Card Weekend, which I don't think is a shock, is it? to be fair. Those two head coaches, very good on, on defence. Uh, Sunday games then, your very own Eagles at the Buccaneers. You know who's going to be favourite, but how much are they favoured by? What do you reckon? I'm going to go 9.5. Yeah, spot on. It is 9.5. Wow. You'd be taking your Eagles with a nine there, or you want the you want the ten really, don't you? you could get yeah, it. I'd like the ten. I'd, I'd take Eagles on the spread. I'm, I've not I've not talked myself out of an Eagles win yet, so it's. Um... I'm hoping for an Eagles win as well. You'll be absolutely drunk as a skunk if the Eagles win. You got you got to get get your signed Devonte Smith helmet on and get drunk. Absolutely. Last week. I will. I'll be <laughs> wearing it right now. <laughs> uh, next game, then we have 49ers at the Cowboys. This is this is a lot closer, I think. Um, what do you think the spread is on this one? I'm going to go Cowboys 3.5. It's Cowboys 3, so just the field goal. <sighs> nice. Very close, that is. Uh, next game, Steelers at the Chiefs. Biggest spread of the week. That doesn't how surprise high me. Um, how high do you think they got it? I'm going to go 13. Yeah, it's 12 and a half. It was 13 yeah. yesterday, but it's back and forth so yeah that is the second biggest spread in a wild card weekend in like nine years i think yesterday it's definitely the most disappointing game how it shook out simply because of of a couple of weeks ago that was a systematic beatdown, wasn't it (laughs) yeah without travis kelsey entirely kill either yeah so that's a a worry for kind of like neutral watching sort of thing but and it was supposed to be herbert versus mahomes now we get Zombie Ben, so 
<laughs> that is a little bit. If I was a neutral, I'd be very disappointed. I think the viewing figure is going to be huge because the Steelers and Chiefs fan bases are big, aren't they? And every game is standalone, so they're always going to be big viewings now. But I think the average fan, a lot of them are going to turn off that game at some point. Um, even if it's close, I still think it won't be as fun of a game if you've got NBA and, and, and whatever on. But uh, last game then, Monday night, Cardinals at the Rams. What spread have you got for this one? Oh, I reckon this is probably going to be quite close. I'll go 4.5 Rams. So you're getting better with this game's getting you better. It's four, so you're very close. Over the field goal, though. Give me Kyler Murray on the road there with uh, better QB with points. Yeah. Jeff Kingsbury, my favourite head coach. Got a bet with him. Into the divisional <laughs> round, yeah. Yeah, I'm really disappointed. That obviously, it's for the US market, isn't it? But I'm allowed to gripe about it being Monday night football. <laughs> I would have preferred it to be... A super Saturday. Had three games. Is that what it is that what it was last year? Three games on a Saturday. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it started at the kind of regular, you know, like six p.m. time, like it does on a Sunday. So that would have been nice. That'd have been so good. That means we would have had we could have had Bills, Pats, or Rams, Cardinals at nine and one a.m. and, and we'd yeah, have got hopefully. Raiders, Bengals at six. That is annoying. I think the month, I don't think it's fair on the teams either because you know one of them teams is going to have to play on a Saturday or Sunday. Well, actually, I don't know how it works next week. Is it Saturday, two games Saturday, two games Sunday? Oh, no, three yeah, games that's it. Yeah, so we get the nine, we get the nine thirty on Saturday, and then one a.m. and then we get eight p.m. and eleven forty p.m. on the Sunday. Yeah, see, I just think it's a bit of a killer, isn't it? Imagine if it gets sat. They shouldn't do this. I don't think they will. But if either whoever wins on Monday gets the Saturday game, they, they can't do that, can they? It has do you think? You you think that? The Rams or Cardinals have to play on the Sunday. So it's six days, not five, surely. Yeah, I mean, it kind of just depends how they shake out, doesn't it? I suppose it uh, might work out who plays the Packers and where they want to put the Packers on the TV advertising schedule. Yeah, to be fair, eight o'clock Packers game is quite good, isn't it? That'd be quite popular, I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially in the UK, but um, yeah, cool. Some good spreads there. We'll be back later in the week to, to talk about those. But uh, let's move away from playoffs and talk about the teams that definitely didn't make the playoffs. It is Black Monday in the NFL. A lot of people lose their job, which does suck. But something we have to talk about, and um, obviously a lot of it does shape the future uh, of these franchises with who they're who they're going to sign. So uh, we'll go through the names. So yesterday it was oh no yeah Sunday it got announced because obviously they played on Saturday, so they did their exit interviews a day earlier. Uh, Vic Fangio was fired by the Denver Broncos, really struggled, obviously didn't make the playoffs in any of his seasons, very, very good defence, but really struggled to generate any offence, to hire a good OC, to get a good QB, which I know a lot of that GM sort of stuff, but obviously the head coach does take the fall, so were you shocked at all at this one, or pretty straightforward for you? Um, straightforward, but he, he's got to be thinking, what if? Do you know what I mean? On his kind of head coaching career there. Because once he had three seasons and he's he's never had a good quarterback, has he? So, no. to go, you mean, a lot of people like were saying when he went, oh, it's a ready-made roster, they just need a quarterback. So, you know, why not give Vic Fangio <laughs> a quarterback for a year and see what happens? So, But it's not shaked out like that. Has it? It's a shame for him, but I think he's going to go in somewhere and get a great DC job isn't he yeah do you reckon have a year out or not because he's quite old isn't he but I, I reckon he's the sort of guy that wants to go straight back in yeah I'd imagine so kind of you don't want to say kind of at his age but 
if he gets an offer to go straight back in, which you would imagine that Vic Fangio would do somewhere, that he, he kind of would do that. Yeah, I think he's very good, DC. I think we'll talk about the open jobs uh, as the summer goes on, but I reckon someone will get hired this week. I reckon if you're a new head coach, you, you'd love to put Fangio to DC, wouldn't you? Uh, especially if you're not a younger head coach, but someone who hasn't coached in the NFL either for a while or before as a head coach. I think if you can get Vic Fangio, an experienced guy to DC, I think that'd be uh, that'd be good. Um, let's move over then to today's news. So first, I think it was the first or second firing announced. Uh, Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace, so head coach and GM, both fired by the Bears. Probably the least surprising for me. I think both of them deserve to go. I thought both would go. Uh, I'm glad they did it. And I think these two were probably the most obvious as a combo as well to go. But what do you think? Yeah, Um we were kind of saying earlier in the season, we've not spoke much really about the Bears, have they, for the last kind of six to eight weeks because they've not been relevant, have they, unfortunately. But who, who was kind of going to survive out of every out of those two when it's neither? I think Bears fans will be quite pleased with, especially Pace going. Nagy, unfortunately, I mean, he had a, he had a winning record for the Bears. I think it was 34-32. Yeah, I know, because the first season was so good, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, but just unfortunately, it's kind of been, they really have been kind of like middle of the road and not really had a full season out of Justin Herbert, uh, Justin Justin Fields, sorry, to kind of save Nagy's job. So, But I think Pace was the best decision. I think it's good for the Bears to clean house. I hope that they can become a relevant franchise again, especially in that. That is a, it's really interesting. It's a really great division full of historical franchises. So I hope they can become uh, relevant again, but it's not a shock. And I'm sure Bears fans are really pleased about Pace. Both. Yeah. I think they're pleased about both, to be honest. Yeah. Some of Nagy's decisions with the quarterback have been mind-numbing over the last two years. But yeah, I think that was quite an obvious one. I do think Doug Peterson would be great. I'm not, we're not going to talk today about ideal candidate for each one, but I do think Doug Peterson really fits that job quite well. You'll know more as an Eagles fan, but I think for the young QB, etc., I think he really fits that as an offensive mind. Yeah, definitely. I, I would be very surprised if uh, Doug didn't get a job somewhere this summer. Yeah, the Bears might have a little bit of scepticism about hiring another Andy Reid disciple, another Andy Reid OC after just firing one. But um, yeah, I do think that would that would fit pretty well. I did see a couple of people who work, I think it was a common one of the NFL, around the NFL guys, mentioned that uh, it is going to be a little bit odd that the only person left is the QB that was drafted by Pace and Nagy. Obviously, he's going to have a new... Uh, well, new everything around him. Do you know what I mean? People that didn't pick him, didn't want him. However, I do think that most people like Justin Fields across the process. So I do think that's not going to be an issue. Do you know what I mean? You're not talking like a very specific type of player here. I think you can make Fields into whatever you want. But it's an interesting thing that someone's going to come in with a QB they didn't draft. But that, that tends to happen quite a lot in the NFL. Uh, next decision then was uh, same division, actually. Minnesota, Mike Zimmer and uh, GM Rick Spielman. The GM one wasn't as known. A lot of people were saying that he might keep his job. But they decided to also clean house. Bit of a fresh start after... A uh, long time not making the playoffs and, and an offence that's probably never lived up to what it should. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I think Zimmer for me was the least surprising of the week just because, no, I won't say like super stacked roster, but talent throughout and they've never kind of lived up to that billing. I mean, losing season this year, 
And the season, I mean, eight and nine this year, kind of, I feel like they've been swapping wins every week and we've been kind of discussing that. I mean, look at the, the points differential this year for the Vikings is minus one point. So, I mean, it's unbelievable, <laughs> really. Good home record, bad on the road. I think it's better all round. I mean, in the press conferences the last couple of weeks, especially the one about Kellen Mond that everyone was having a laugh about, about where the journalist says, do you want to see Mond? And he said, no, I see him every day. So it's kind of like <laughs> funny, funny for us to watch. But that told the story that he knew he was kind of going to be on the way out, didn't he? Yeah, there was a, a quite a poignant image going around before the game of him sat down. Yeah. Uh, they were at home, weren't they? Were at home, weren't they? So it's obviously the last home game, and he was sat there, uh, not many people around, and kind of just taking it all in from the bench. Um, and that was just that almost it looked like a man didn't it that knew that was his last game uh, and they went out and won for him uh, again similar to Fanjo for me I'm not sure if he's going to take time out uh, he's got a lovely family at home if he wants to uh, if he wants to take time out but um, another great another great DC if he wants it yeah absolutely I think the thing that I was actually when I saw that image I think I tweeted it out it was I wonder if like you ever kind of sat there and think if you're ever going to be a head coach ever again. Do you know what I mean? Or is it just kind of like you have to take your time? There's only 32 jobs, isn't there, at the end of the day. You can't go to an international league or anything. So, yeah, interesting. He's going to get a defensive coordinator's job, I'm sure. Just wonder if he ever gets kind of a head coaching job, maybe in a cycle in kind of three, four years' time. Maybe well, Dan Quinn's been talked about, so yeah, exactly. Yeah, it comes back around, home. doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Uh, and we'll talk about it in a minute the best open job, but a lot of people think the Vikings with their talent is one of them, so we'll see. Um, obviously, Jags and Raiders have got two temporary coaches at the moment, so that they're already done. Uh, last one we heard about, which is definitely the most surprising, which I've left it to last Brian Flores out as the Dolphins head coach. There has been a lot of discussion that it's because of a power struggle with the GM slash owner. Um, what are your thoughts on this one? Because I know you were pretty surprised when I sent you the message. Yeah, I couldn't believe it, to be honest with you. That was a, a big shock. I mean, I have been saying for a few weeks, you have to look at why your whole team started 1-7 and seven or whatever it was, 1-8, and eight, but they bounced back to kind of get near near towards 500 beat the Patriots yesterday. I mean, they couldn't ask for a better finish than beating the Pats, did they? They finished 9-8, and eight, kind of just outside the playoffs. I'm really surprised, but, yeah, it's, it's... I mean, people are saying it's the power struggle already, aren't they? Like, kind of like Adam Schefter and people like that. But for me, it has to come down to the conversations they must be having around the quarterback situation and who wants yeah. Chua, who doesn't want him, and... I will say one thing. I've literally just seen it now. The owner has done a. The owner Stephen Ross has done a press conference, and he says he's not taking Jim Harbaugh from Michigan because he doesn't want to. He went to Michigan, the owner. So he says he's not going to do that. So you can scrub Jim Harbaugh off your list for a start. So if you trust him, this is a guy who's trying to trade for someone who he shouldn't. He's a very questionable character. But yeah, yeah that's I, true. I do, I do agree that um, that seems to be where it's pointing. So for him to come out and say that is is pretty thing. I do think Harbaugh is made for Vegas, but like we said, if they man, if they beat the 
Bengals and beat the Titans and then they get to get to the AFC Championship games. You know what I mean? Like, how can you not give him the job? Like, I just think that'd be impossible. But yeah, I agree with you. Brian Forrest is a tough one. Uh, there, there was uh, some comments I saw a friend of mine uh, listens to the podcast and was in our fantasy league, uh, who's a journalist, saying that there was a report a few months ago that maybe I, I missed about how the owner hasn't liked Flores' treatment of Tua, you know, with the whole two QB system last season, uh, some of the comments in press conferences when they were going through the losing streak at the start of this season, uh, then obviously the Watson stuff, even though I think the owner's just to blame for that. But uh, he did mention that in a previous in a previous press release uh, interview. So maybe it has something to do with that. And we've also now heard that uh, insiders in the NFL are already saying the only reason that Sean Watson wanted to go to Miami was A, location, and B, Brian Flores. So if you take Brian Flores out, does this really change the trajectory in terms of QB? Is this now going to be two as team? Yeah, the, the Watson thing really interests me because then you've got Obviously, the Texans may be wondering whether to pull the trigger and just have David Cully as kind of like a one-year stopgap and can they get a, their franchise QB back? I don't think anyone cares about his uh, legality issues as long as they can get out of it. I mean, that's that's just being honest, isn't it, when you're an NFL owner or whatever. So, yeah, interesting. Very interesting. I, I, I just can't believe that the Dolphins have... Um, have done that. It's a really interesting off season for them now. Yeah, very interesting. And in terms of Brian Flores, already rumours that he's he wants to stay a head coach and that his name's going to be in the ring for a lot of these head coaching jobs that they're either available now or come available in the next few hours. Do you think that's the right thing for him? Because I do. I think he should just, if he can get one, I think stay at it because I think he's done relatively well. His defence is always good. And if you either have a QB situation where you know you don't have one, and then you, you're kind of in a rebuild and you have to wait. Or if you know you have a starter, whichever one it is, I think he would flourish better in that situation if you get a good OC with him. So I think he's going to be what a prime candidate to, to go straight back into a job. Mate, if you are Jacksonville, I want him in a job tonight. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. Well, I want him as a DC as well, to be honest. But I think he's a head coach. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So. No, if I'm Jacksonville, I want him in a head coaching position tonight. I don't see any reason why I would kind of wait and kind of mess around like they did last summer, courting absolutely ridiculous college coaches. So go and get a guy that's proven in the NFL that's probably very unfortunate to lose his job. So, yeah, good opportunity there for the Jags. See how that shakes out. Yeah, completely agree. Um, we mentioned the Jags and Raiders then. Obviously, two jobs were available, kind of. Uh, who else do you think is going to get fired? At the moment, we've had no more breaking news whilst recording. Uh, any candidates you think that we might hear about later today? Oh, it's got to be Joe Judge. Just waiting. Yeah. I, I follow so many Giants fans, obviously, from my page. I follow like kind of fans from so many teams, but my... God, the Giants fans are like begging after, not after just yesterday's debacle of keeping running quarterback sneaks from your own fucking eight-yard line. Stop doing <laughs> that. But just the old two seasons, it's just not worked, has it? It was a, kind of a strange high that no one had heard of in the first place. So that'll be, I'm very interested. Obviously, then it's a divisional rival. So I'm, as an Eagles fan, I'm, I'm really interested in that. So That'd be one. And then you've got Cully, haven't you, with the Texans, who 
if he wasn't told it was a one-year stopgap, I feel actually really sorry for him because what else could he have done with that roster other than win four games? Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. It's a. I think. I don't know. We saw. Him, I didn't think he was going to get fired at all, actually. And then we heard some rumours, didn't we? Was it yesterday? That I think someone released. Was it Ian Rappaport that released something that it's kind of not known what they're going to do yet? And I didn't think there'd be a choice. I just thought with how bad the situation is, he'd get one more year to stabilise it. Because they're going to be bad next year again, aren't they, right? Yeah, of course they are. There's absolutely nothing that can happen this summer that makes you think, do you know what, I like the Texans for the South next year. There's no way. Yeah, there's <laughs> just no way. I don't think I could hear myself <laughs> saying that in like four years, let alone, <laughs> let alone two years. But yeah. yeah, so I think Rule, Judge and Cully are definitely prime candidates. Any other sneaky names that you think? I I'm struggling to find any names outside those three that become obvious with the, uh, obviously, Jags and Raiders also being open already. I'll just float one out there. I don't think you get fired, but may your favourite guy from the NFC West, Pete Carroll, is kind of maybe a small chance of him kind of doing something. There was a few kind of whispers earlier in the year, wasn't it? I wouldn't expect it, though, to be honest with you, but... Especially after that big win for Danger Russ, leading them yeah. to uh, yeah. leading them to victories. But um, yeah, I think Salah's not going to be a, a one and done candidate at all. I think that they love him. So yeah, I agree with you. I think I, don't, I just can't see it, there being any other options really. Um, I just think the Giants have to do it. I'm a bit neutral on Matt Rule. I don't like him at all, but I'm I'm slightly slightly more neutral. But Joe Judge has to be one. Um, and the only one I'll throw out there that they shouldn't do. Is um, is Ron Rivera, but I just think seven and ten with that team is is relatively good, and uh, the players absolutely love him. So I can't see that happening. But he's the only other name that's been banded around, but I just can't see it. For me, when you're on the the rebrand that's coming in like three or four weeks, that I mean, let's be honest, unless it's out of this world, amazing the rebrand, you're going to need someone like Ron Rivera to back you up, like a steady hand, because there's probably going to be quite a lot of ridicule, isn't there, coming? <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that just because they always do everything wrong and you're not, yeah, you're not yeah. And it, it looks like it's going to be the commanders doesn't it so now it's been leaked they're probably quickly changing every logo and copyright they've got to make it something else so <laughs> I think keeping Ron Rivera is a good idea yeah I would agree uh, last question then before we sign off uh, which job open job is the best so we got uh, the Broncos the Bears the Vikings the Dolphins, the Jaguars, we'll say the Raiders as well for now, and we're definitely going to add in the Giants and the Texans. We'll leave the Panthers, but any job you think is the best and the worst out of that little group? So if I'm looking, I'm going to go Vikings because the talent on the roster is pretty good. They can add in a couple of pieces. They have got a quarterback. He's, I don't know where, what kind of tier you'd put him in number-wise if he'd get maybe into the top 10. I'm not sure about that. But you've got some great receivers, one of the best in the game, certainly, Justin Jefferson. And then I'm thinking about the division. The Bears are not good. The Lions are definitely not good. The Packers are very good, but how long is Rogers going to be there? So I would go Vikings. I like the Raiders. Obviously, they've made the playoffs, but you've got Herbert and Mahomes in that division. So that's also why the Broncos 
doesn't really get a shout out because that is a tough division. So I'm going to go the Vikings as kind of like the best opportunity. Yeah, I think I'd probably agree with that. I know that he's got a big cap hit on his salary next year, which is a decision to make trade or cut or or keep the QB. But yeah, there's a lot of talent on the roster. Um, I know the Texans is probably the worst job, really. But in terms of worse, I think the the Giants are really bad. They are really, really bad. Uh, I'll just chuck in that the Broncos is not as good as everyone thinks. Just because to get into the playoffs, it's very rare that you get three teams from a division. Uh, I know they haven't made the playoffs with Justin Herbert yet, but 10 plus years if you do well in your job to go against Mahomes and Herbert, it just feels like, do you know what I mean? Unless you get, there's so much pressure, isn't there, to get like a top 10 QB, not even like a top 20. You have to get like a top, almost top five. It's arguably that Herbert and Mahomes are in the top five. So I think if you're the Broncos, you have to match that level to have any chance. And I think that's very hard to do. And whereas I at least think in the division the Giants are in, the Cowboys seem to be good year one year, bad the next. The Eagles obviously have got a QB at the moment, but it's not long term. Washington don't have one, so at least think the Giants there's a chance. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see if Joe Judge and his QB sneaks can, can stay into the job. We'll find out <laughs> later today. But uh, yeah, that's it for today's episode. Uh, we'll like I said back later on the week to to preview uh, a huge wildcard weekend. Some some great games. Looking forward to it. And also we'll probably know the final list of head coaches, and probably someone will be hired by then as well. There'll be some. Brian Flores or something like that will probably be hired, so we'll have more things to talk about next episode. Remember to go follow us at GoFor2Pod. Go follow Patrick at, at MuggsNFL. Uh, we'll be back later in the week, and we'll speak to you soon. Yeah, speak to you soon, guys.